The grass on which she lay was soft and sweet-smelling and studded with beautiful flowers. Tiny blue gentians, golden primulas, scarlet lilies. Agatha sat up. She felt sore and bruised, but that was understandable. You couldn't die and go to heaven without feeling a little bit uncomfortable. She looked around. The air was warm and she saw trees covered in red and white and cream blossoms as big as plates. There was a stream, crystal clear and bubbly, with kingfishers darting about its banks. Far above her, an eagle circled lazily. She was in a broad valley, surrounded on every side by sheer jagged cliffs and escarpments. And then... To her surprise, beyond the steep ridges which surrounded the valley, she saw the unmistakable outline of the peak of Nanvidar, glittering white in the early morning sun. Perhaps I haven't died after all, said Lady Agatha, and there was something else that didn't go with the idea of heaven in the least. A few metres away from her, sitting so quietly that she had taken it for a boulder or the stump of a huge tree, was an absolutely enormous dark brown beast. It wasn't a bear. It was much, much bigger than a bear. It wasn't a man. It was much, much hairier than any man. And then she remembered. (gasps) A yeti. She had been carried away by a yeti over mountains so dangerous that she could never make her way back alone. She was trapped here in this secret valley, perhaps forever. I should feel terribly frightened, thought Agatha. But feeling frightened is an odd thing. You either feel it or you don't, and Agatha didn't. Instead, she got up and walked quietly towards the yeti. Then she leaned forward and put her arm on the yeti's arm. At once she was buried up to the elbow in long, cool, silky, tickly hair, masses and masses of it. The yeti leaned forward. He blew softly with his lower lip to clear away his hair, and then Lady Agatha Farlingham became the first human ever to see a yeti's face. She thought it a most interesting and distinguished face. Yetis have huge, round, intelligent eyes as big as saucers. If you stop and look into a yeti's eyes, instead of just running away and screaming, you can't be afraid. Yetis also have snub noses and big ears, and the ears have a most useful flap on them, an ear lid, which they can close. This saves them from getting earache in the fierce Himalayan winds, and is also useful when they don't want to hear what people are saying. Their mouths are big and generous-looking. Best of all are their smiles. Before I had seen a yeti smile, Lady Agatha used to say, I didn't know what a smile was. Not only was the Yeti smile beautiful, it was very, very comforting to anyone who might be worrying about being eaten. If you want to know what a person eats, 
Look at his teeth. The yeti's teeth were white and even and quite flat, like the teeth of a very clean sheep, and Agatha understood immediately not only that the yeti wouldn't eat her, but that he couldn't eat her. And in fact, as she found out later, yetis are the strictest and most careful vegetarians. Oh, I like you, said Agatha, holding out her hand. A great burden seemed to fall off the yeti's back. He got up and stood there, waiting, with his head on one side, till Agatha got up too, and then he began to lead her along the floor of the valley, towards a little copse of slender Himalayan birches, where some yaks were peacefully grazing. And as he walked, Agatha saw that his inn...